0: The blast from our past network.
1: I remember when Father told me I was ready for Katamia, my big hunt. You were little, so Mother took you to gather medicine. But Father and I we went up into the hills. The rain was bad; everything was wet.
0: We crawled through the mud, and my bowstring got ruined. And-
1: You were sleeping. I was waiting for it to circle back. Now you're going to have to cross the river to get it. Don't get your bowstring wet.
0: Tabe, this morning in the sky, I saw a sign. The Thunderbird. I've been practicing.
1: It's time. I'm ready for my kata You really think you're ready? You want to hunt something that's hunting you. Talking Back
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back. This is the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, vids, and more. I'm your host, Tim. With me this week is co-host Dean. Hello, Dean. Hey Tim. Whoa. You have three dots on your forehead. Oh shit. (laughs) What is that? What does that mean?
1: That's bad. I need to get down. I need to hit the deck.
0: Hit it. Oh, boom. You're dead. Too slow. Shit.
1: Oh. Too too slow. That's really bad. Three dots on the head, really bad. Dean,
0: your head's gone.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's that's the next step. It's gone. (laughs) that's
0: okay though you don't need a head your mouth is still there that's the important thing mouth's still there i can still talk yeah yeah this will be this will be
1: fine everything will be fine just blow up the blow off the top half which is just (laughs) my brain i don't use that anyways (laughs) just use my mouth and let it go
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah right on good one dean (laughs) (laughs) uh so this is fun we're doing something for the first time here on talking back. I love when we yes. do things for the first time having been here for so long already. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Exciting. We're going to be getting back into a movie franchise that we've already finished. Yes. It's done. Awesome. We put it away. We we put it in the filing cabinet. It's yeah. there. It's collecting dust. And then wait, they brought a new movie to the franchise. Gotta cover it. We're going to cover it. Yeah. We've covered the entire Predator franchise, and then Prey is released. Yeah. So we have to cover it.
1: We have to. you got to dust off that filing cabinet, wheel it back out, take out the files, and let's get back to this thing.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Pull out the folder for P. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sift through to P-R-E. Pull out that file. And we've got a new uh, entry to add, add in. We've got wow. some new notes to throw in there. P-R-E. Now,
1: did I spell that correct? You did. I had okay. to look down and I was like, he did it. It's wow, that was easily, amazing. Easily something I could screw up. So
0: That was amazing. I'm glad I pulled that off. We- I will say <laughs> that's the
1: first time I ever noticed that they both start with P-R-E.
0: Oh, it, the, yeah, same, same. Like
1: I knew Predator and Prey started with a P. That's the first time I noticed they both start with a P-R-E. Same. Yes. Cool. Good job, then. Good work on the fly.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, screw off the Predator.
1: (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. (laughs) What are you doing? You're messing it up. Why are we looking under T for you? Yeah, we filed that one under T. That was a big mistake. Jeez.
0: Uh, Well, we typically keep these new releases for our Patreon content. But for franchises that we've already covered where they put out a new movie, I feel like it's only fair that we just throw them on the main feed here. I think that makes the most sense. So that's what we're doing.
1: Makes the most sense to me.
0: That's called housekeeping. Just a little housekeeping <laughs> <Nice>. for everyone. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: uh, that's yes. What they say. That's what they call it in the biz. They call it housekeeping.
0: <laughs> so we're, we're covering Prey before the people currently riding on their lawnmowers get upset at me for not mentioning what we're covering this week. It's called Prey. It's in the Predator franchise. It's the latest release in the franchise. Great. Uh, We are big fans of the franchise. Yeah. So it was very exciting for me, Dean. I'm sure it was very exciting for you to have a new release come out for the franchise. Yep. What were your thoughts when you heard... Prey was going to be coming out?
1: Um, It's Predator is kind of one of those franchises that I sort of realized that the movies are not sort of universally loved, that there's movies in here that people don't like. But I still, because of the franchise, because of Predators, I just like, I love it. I I love those movies anyways. Like I know they're not very good, but I'll watch them and I like them. So just to get another movie in the franchise, I was so excited because it doesn't even have to be good. Um, like, I going into it, I was like, this doesn't even have to be good. I'm probably going to have a good time with it. Uh, so I was really excited to get into it.
0: Yeah. I I uh, had a bit of a different take on it. I had some pretty big concerns for this okay. movie. Um, when I heard that they were going to release a new one, like, I'm with you. I enjoy them. I think they're a lot of fun. Even the bad ones are good. I'll, I'll like, watch them for the most part. AVP Requiem not, notwithstanding, uh, turned that one off. But for the most part, I'm having fun. Just give me a predator in a situation and I'm having fun. But I heard the synopsis for this movie. I heard who was directing it. And then I heard it was going to be released to streaming. And I got very, very worried about, oh, really? about the quality of it.
1: Did you know the director beforehand?
0: Yes, but I knew that he had only really done one thing.
1: Yeah, it's great,
0: though. It is great, but, I mean, big property to hand to yeah. a guy who's okay. done one movie. Okay, right? fair. And for yeah. the most part, the team that he brought only worked on that movie with him. So you're not just working with okay. a guy, a director who's had one movie. You're working with a team of people or some people, some people on the team have only gone that far. So, yeah. okay. Uh, I mean, uh, what mostly worried me was the story that they were going to go for. Okay. Okay. So I, but I went into it with an open mind. Yeah. And my concerns were quickly put to rest because this movie is very, very good. It rules. I think we can get that out of the way right off the top. This movie is very way. good.
1: It's very, very good. It's very. I love it.
0: And uh, hey, everybody listening, thanks for tuning in this week. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Uh, Stick around because we're going to be ranking these movies because we ranked them all the way through the franchise walkthrough and we've got a new entry, so we're going to be ranking it as well. We're going to be throw it into those rankings. We're going to slide it in somewhere. Now, synopsis for uh, you, Dean, and for everybody listening a skilled warrior of the Comanche nation fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. It's fine. It's fine, right? It's good. Yeah. Something that caught my eye here was one of the first. Yeah. I find that very interesting. Now, I know, like, synopsises are often written by people. It's often written by, like, fans who just log into IMDb and like, or, or Wikipedia, they can just write whatever synopsis they want. Okay. Nothing's official. Like I don't think, I don't think a production company actually releases an official synopsis for their movie. Okay. Yeah. So I do question if this would have been one of the first, or if the people who own the property rights to this franchise would want them saying this was one of the first, because I feel like that kind of pigeonholes you into not being able to do a lot of stuff before this. And for sure. I mean, yeah like come on, let's be serious here. after seeing this movie, how fucking great would it be to see a predator in ancient Greece battling Spartans?
1: Yeah, like for that. sure. And Amazing. that
0: goes like how far back does that go? And yeah. then I'm sure you can just go from time period to time period. there'd be I think there'd be all sorts of opportunities for really cool movies uh, basically because of what this one showed us. So.
1: Yeah, it's weird. That was the part of the, the synopsis where I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's like what the movie's presenting. It's definitely not. Um, so yeah, I don't know why that would be in there. And I think in AVP, I mean, that's not in Canon, I don't think, but I think in AVP, they flash back to hundreds and hundreds of years ago, like even past yeah, they're back to the even before this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, there's that, but that I guess that's not really in canon. I don't know. I don't know the canon of this franchise. I just like it.
0: Yeah. That's fine. I don't I don't know about the canon either, but that synopsis it's strange.
1: Yeah, they should just pluck that part right out and then it's good.
0: Now released in 2022. Wow. Feels like yesterday, hey? It feels like it does feel like yesterday. Wow. With a budget of sixty-five million dollars, this movie hit the streaming services and got ten dollars from me that month.
1: <laughs> nice! What about you? Awesome! Dean? Me too. Ten bucks. Yeah, from got you? ten from me too. Right on. But like, so did like uh, maybe twenty other movies also got ten dollars from me that month.
0: A streaming or not? Oh, yeah. At the like, theater.
1: I watched other things in that streaming service that month. It wasn't just that movie. Right.
0: I would have signed up just for Prey. I already had the streaming service, but I would have signed up for Prey. It was very successful, though. Uh, It was the most watched premiere across all film and TV series up to that point on Hulu in the U.S.
1: Oh, that's cool. It was good. Yeah. Well, $65 million, that's a big budget for something that's going to streaming.
0: I know. Directed by Dan Trachtenberg. And uh, the the good movie that we've been referring to that he directed was 10 Cloverfield Lane. Very fun movie. Uh, yeah. I kind of had forgotten about it, but then when I read up on this and that he was the director, I really want to cover that movie. That, that's a fun one.
1: Definitely. Yeah, that was one of the one of those surprises in the theater for me when I used to just be going to the theater every week. I'd just go to everything and anything and I'd never heard of it, went into it and was like, "Oh, this is fantastic." Yeah,
0: I was expecting nothing and then got that and I was yeah. like, "Oh." Yeah. Yeah. Nice Dan Trachtenberg. Good one. well done. Good one. Good one. Nice one. Where did you come from?
1: Yeah. When where did you go? <laughs> where have you gone? That movie was a long time Why ago. Why does it take you 10 years between movies? <laughs> to make another movie. Well, Dan,
0: he said that the character of Billy from the original Predator, everybody loves Billy, played by Sonny Lanham, that was the original inspiration for this movie. He just thought cool, yeah. when he was young and he watched this movie, he thought it'd be so cool to like follow a backstory of this Billy character. So he yeah, kind of no like kidding. conceived of it back then, or the the basic idea at least.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Trachtenberg also helped write the story along with a Patrick Asen. And that guy had only written a couple of TV episodes before being okay. involved in Prey. Wow, okay. Music by Sarah Shackner... Now, she worked on Iron Man 3, The Expendables 2, Chef's Table, but she's probably most well known for her work in video games, where she scored several Assassin's Creed's and many of the Call of Duties. Oh, cool. Now, man, I really liked the soundtrack in this movie.
1: Yeah, it was, definitely. It was
0: leveled up for sure. Yeah, it was really good. First in the franchise, not to carry any of the original Predator tones, though. They didn't include any of that. It was all new.
1: No, true. True, yeah. There was no point where I was like, is that Silvestri? Is that Alan Silvestri right Right. there? Right. And we'll
0: get to it later, but I think there was a reason for it, and I think it worked. Okay, cool. Cinematography by Jeff Cutter. He also worked on 10 Cloverfield Lane, and he did a couple other movies and a bit of TV, but he also hasn't done much, which blew me away,
1: because this movie looks amazing. Yep. Like, it is... Especially, like, action sequences. Everything.
0: Even... Yeah. uh, Yeah, the action sequences do look great, but... It's a lot of the other stuff. It's a lot of the quiet yeah. moments where he just lets for sure. the movie like have time. I guess like just time without characters, time without um dialogue. Just yeah. Time where he puts the camera down and lets the movie just be the movie for a couple seconds. Yeah. Man, he did a great job. He just like he basically like he lets the movie breathe. For you sure. Know, he shows a lot of landscape shots. Um, And he lets those shots tell the story instead yeah. of dialogue or narrative. He just lets the camera tell the story of what's going on, where you are. And it it comes across really, really well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of very quiet moments, but the movie doesn't slow down in those moments at all because we're so engaged with what we're looking at. So that's, yeah, that's, I think, uh, shows just how how talented he is in those quiet moments.
0: Yeah, going back to Predator 1, That movie made me feel like I was right there in the jungle and we touched on it in that episode. They utilized a lot of close-up shots to make you feel like you were part of the team. I got a similar feeling from Prey, but Prey does it by pulling back and showing like far off sweeping shots of big, big mountainscapes and forest scapes but I still felt like I was there. So, very interesting contrast between those two movies. And there's going to be a lot of me saying the same thing throughout this movie, how the, the the first one and this one contrast, but one of the things I think I liked best about Prey is that even though they worked with this vast wilderness, I still felt like our friends were hopelessly trapped by the predator. Like yeah, with nothing but immense landscape, miles and miles and miles, hundreds of hun- and hundreds of miles. I felt like there was nowhere for them to run. Yeah. Which I yeah, think is nowhere just-
1: to run, nowhere to hide.
0: And that's what the first one felt like.
1: For sure. Yeah. They're just screwed because they're in this place, they're screwed. And I, yeah, I felt that exact same feeling with this one.
0: Now, cast, only a couple people to talk about Amber Mid Thunder. She's been in quite a few movies and TV. Dean, she was actually in *Hell or High Water*.
1: I saw that that? after I I saw. I saw looking up after and uh, other things she's been in. I was like, "Wait, who was she?"
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I I think she was one of the bank tellers who was very, very rattled by the robbery. Oh yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. So
0: she's not in it for much, and that's yeah. All I read was she was a bank teller, and I'm like, it must have been that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. Interesting. Uh, And then Dakota Beavers, and this is his first ever movie, which is incredible because he does such a good job. They both do such a good job, but for someone who hasn't acted before, this
1: was bananas. They're both so good. It's, it's, yeah, it's amazing.
0: We start with an opening narration from Naru, who is Amber Mid Thunder's character. She says, a long time ago, it is said a monster came here. That's just scary.
1: That's very scary. I I
0: don't want to hear about a monster coming somewhere.
1: No. You should move.
0: Yeah, that's a creepy way to start.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I liked
0: it. I was expecting like this grand narration because some of the movies we've watched recently, we've gotten this big narration at the beginning. This was short and scary. Short and scary. Right to the point. Yeah. We see Naru uh, and her tribe, her Comanche tribe. She has a dog who's with her most of the movie, Sorry, And the movie quickly establishes that her role in the tribe is foraging for vegetables and different herbs to use for medicine. um, But that she'd much rather be doing what the men are doing. Right. Like the tribe is obviously split between women doing their duties, men doing their duties. And she yeah. wants to do what the men are doing. She wants to hunt.
1: Yeah. She feels like she can be a hunter and she doesn't necessarily just have to be a forager just because she's a woman.
0: Right. And and she's like told to go out to forage. She forages yeah. and then quickly we see her like breaking off from that to throw yeah. her axe. You know, she's training with her axe and yeah, she's awesome. very skilled with this axe. Yeah, Uh, she's throwing it violently into a tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's great. The axe head is going halfway into the tree, Yeah, which is impressive. Uh, Great sound, too. Like, whenever it goes into the tree, it's echoing through the entire forest each time Mm -hmm. it hits.
1: Yeah, such a good uh, thunk into that tree. And uh, it's a I, I like sort of the transition of her tool that she's using to do the foraging is also the tool she's using to train for the hunting. Like she's just throwing her axe into trees and stuff and kind of, you know, it's like she's out there training or pretending at least to hunt. and uh, and it's the same tool. I like it. This was the
0: first nice step in making this believable for me, like making this movie um work because one of my concerns going into the movie was, how does a Comanche tribe from 1719 deal with a predator? Because wouldn't a predator just walk in and mop the floor with every one of these characters who don't have a lot of like weapons. We've seen what the predator predator can do to people with machine guns and all sorts of technology. How is this tribe going to put up a, put up a fight? So I was worried about that.
1: Right.
0: I, I need to believe they're going to be capable of putting up a fight. And, when I see Naru throwing this axe into that tree, if that axe hits the predator, I buy that it's going to do some major damage. I buy yeah, sure. that she could land that and and have that you know be effective. So this was this was a good early thing to kind of like um, turn my opinion a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think if uh, if Danny Glover can take on a predator, there's a there's a lot of people who can. It's true, but
0: he's got a big hand cannon too, man.
1: It's I know. It is true. It is true. He's, a, he's from a different time.
0: Yeah. Naru hears a big crack in the sky, and we see a predator ship in the clouds above. She goes to tell her brother, Tabe, what she saw, and she thinks it's a sign that it's her time to prove herself. <laughs> it's her time to hunt something that hunts her. Okay. Why are you laughing?
1: I think it's a time to be like, I saw an alien ship in the sky. <laughs> it's a time to move on from the land. It's a time to move away because there's aliens above you right now. <laughs>
0: uh, it was tastefully done because it was kind of hidden in the clouds.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I always
0: love that about the Predator movies. Like, whenever they yeah. come in, they're always kind of coming in low key. And, and this ship, like most of them, were just it was just hidden in the clouds. You could yeah. kind of see a bit of technology, but you couldn't really see what it was. So I like that.
1: No. And especially from the ground, you wouldn't really know. It would just look kind of like glowing in the sky through the clouds, which could definitely be like your sign to do something. Yeah.
0: A great intro for uh, her brother, Tabe. We see him shoot a hawk out of the sky. Uh, that's not easy to do with a bow. No, that
1: the hawk was very far away.
0: Yeah. Uh, both. Our... I love this interaction, though. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun scene. Uh, both of them look great. They both look yeah. really intimidating. Nari's got this great thick line of black under her eye, across her face. And uh, Tabe's face, like half of it is painted white. And he's also got some red streaks that look like blood. I mean, they look yeah. incredible. I, I love yeah. their their character design.
1: Yeah, they look great. Uh, I love this interaction. I think it sets up both of them in a really good way, just in a sm- in this like little small talk they have, and that's Naru waiting to shoot, um, waiting to shoot the bird, and just waiting, waiting, and so then Tabe just goes and shoots it himself, but it's on the other side of a river, a river. So she says, Naru says, well, now you got to go get it. Now you got to swim across and get it. I was waiting for it to get over here. So she's thinking it out. He's got the the skill. You know, he just goes and shoots it right away because he's like, get on with it already. Let's shoot it. Um, So I like that already. Already, you know, he's skilled, but she's thinking it through. You know, she's maybe coming up with a better solution.
0: Yeah, she's smart. We get our first glimpse of the predator. Uh, The predator in this movie is called the feral predator we see its ship flying away and our cloaked predator in the middle of the screen in front of a mountain range yeah this looked so good this was the moment i realized that this movie was onto something and yeah. it could be pretty special it was it was awesome. this moment from what we had up to yeah. here and then seeing this yeah we get a really nice parallel of characters at this point now in the movie where both the Predator and Naru are hunting. The uh, the men from the village are out looking for a mountain lion. It's attacked one of the men. And Naru sneaks off to help them. And this part visually. I mean there's a couple parts in this movie that visually just blow me away. Are just so beautiful. Um, I really hope this movie goes to disc. I really want to own a physical copy of this. Yeah. But it's nighttime and they're out hunting for this mountain lion. And the only light available to them is the light from their torches. So the camera is barely picking up anything. And man, did it ever look great. It was so atmospheric. It just puts you in that moment with them. Um, And in the darkness, you could hear the predator watching them. It was so creepy.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I love it. I love the whole atmosphere here. It also grows the all the warriors. It also grows like all the hunters. It grows their characters too because they're talking about what could be out there and what could be bigger than a lion because they see footprints that might be bigger than a lion. And they're just like a bear, whatever. I'm not afraid of a bear. Yeah. Like, and they keep going <laughs> up and up of how big things are. And they're like, I'm not afraid of that, whatever. And I'm like, man, a bear? <laughs> That's pretty scary. That's pretty scary. And they're just brushing it off like whatever. So I'm like, okay, you know, this... These hunters, these hunters know what they're doing. They they know that they're gonna, they could take down a bear easily. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for what's to come up.
0: Yeah, they're badass. Yeah. Um, Naru has a plan to catch the lion, and they kind of put that in motion. She just about gets the chance to do it. She wants to lure it up into like a tree and and attack it, but um the tree branch she's on and ends up breaking just before she's kind of going to, going to give it its final strike and she falls off and knocks herself out cold and needs to be taken back to camp. So kind of a bit of a fail for her. She was really hoping this was her big moment and it's kind of a letdown. And I also thought that she was going to do it, that this was going to happen.
1: I thought she was going to get it, yeah, because they build her up with such confidence that you're like, oh, she's going to be able to do it. And then I kind of like that she doesn't. I kind of like that she gets her little fail first, like at the beginning of the movie here, and then we can grow from there.
0: Yeah. The Predator, though, is having more success as we see it start to do some killing. I love the way that they started this all off because it starts with an ant crawling through the grass. Onto the camouflaged predator's foot. So you kind of like that is kind of a nice reveal that the predator's yeah, predator's there. He's
1: standing right there, yeah.
0: The ant gets eaten by a mouse, the mouse gets eaten by a rattlesnake, and the rattlesnake gets killed by the predator. It's the circle of life.
1: It's great. It's the circle of life. That's how they that's what they teach you in school, right? The predator is right there, right yeah, at it's the top. The food chain. It goes <laughs> ant, chain, mouse, yeah. snake, predator, yeah. predator. Yeah. And I like the um, I like what this movie sort of presents that the Predator is out there looking for the best hunter. Right. right. So he's he the Predator standing here seeing that ant, seeing the the rabbit eat the ant and then seeing the snake eat the rabbit. So knows that in this situation, the, the snake is the best hunter he's seen. So he's going to kill the snake.
0: Yeah. They did a fantastic job in this movie with the pacing of the Predator yeah. moving up the food chain.
1: Just figuring it out. Yeah, exactly. It made a Moving lot up of the sense. Food
0: chain figuring it up. Yeah. Like testing itself to make sure it wasn't jumping a level. Just wanting to yeah. know that I can kill this and then I can move on to the next thing. Okay, I can kill that. Yeah. I can move on to the next thing. And they did it in a very specific way. Uh, it was very well done. Yeah. The predator then takes out a wolf, and in both of those kills, it's camouflaged. Uh, which I approve of because of how great its camel looked in this movie. Uh, yeah. I, I love seeing the camo used and they used it so much in this movie. It
1: was awesome. So much. Yeah, it's so much and it looks good. I was always thinking in these moments, I was like, is that fair? Are you the better hunter yeah, because <laughs> you're camouflaged? And it's like, of course, if that's what you are, if that's what you have is camouflage. Of course, you're the better hunter then. <laughs> like you are, on. you are, you can use that. You can use what you had. If the, if the animal could do it, the animal would have done it too. It's so you are better that you can do it.
0: Right. If you fight a bear, is it fair that the bear has giant teeth and weighs <laughs> exactly. 800 pounds? Yeah, it's fair yeah. because that's yeah, the bear.
1: Because <laughs> that's a bear, yeah. A predator can camouflage. That's the that's That's the what predator. it does.
0: That's who it is. Yeah. Yeah. The predator pulls the wolf's spine out uh, and then uses some sort of acid spray to take the fur and flesh off the skull. This was new and cool. You know, we've seen the Predators polishing a skull before, but we've never seen this. Yeah. It was impressive to me how well they dated this Predator back 300 years. This was another thing that really made the movie work for me. Yeah. Like, same as the Comanche. This is a Predator whose technology is the best it could have been for that time period. Yeah. So I liked knowing, and it like added some lore that the predators have been evolving technology, same as any other civilization might be developing technology, right? Like 300 years ago, they didn't have all the same stuff they do now. They had stuff and some stuff worked better than others and they've improved along the way. But this was another like key thing for me in the movie that I needed. It's that... The technology is not the same. Uh, yep. It's arguably the coolest technology out of any of the Predators. It's just yep. not as advanced as some of the other ones.
1: Yep. What I want out of out of this movie, uh, what makes this movie really great for me, um, obviously everything that's going on. Uh, with with the tribes and the hunters are all great. I love that stuff so much. But there's also this predator side. There's the predator side too that I want to love and bringing in all this new technology for me to just like, watch in these new fight all the new fight all the fight scenes are new to me because he's got new technology using new weapons i'm just excited for everything that's going to be pulled out and i'm like what did that do what was that oh that's how they got from this technology to that one and it's just it's so exciting for me to watch this predator bring out all these you know these old tools i agree with you tim i think one of the coolest predators with all the weapons that this that this predator has um and even though they're kind of toned down in the technology still much more advanced than what 1715 is or wherever we are, just like the predator in the current day is much more advanced than we are. Um, But yeah, it's a a little bit toned down and and, uh, I, I really liked it. I really loved it.
0: Yeah. Same. Like a good example is that, you know, we're all used to the predators shoulder cannon where the cannon targets something and then shoots a big laser beam that blows the shit out of something. Well, yep. here, the cannon is not a laser. It's like three metal projectiles. Yeah. And along with that is the targeting system is in its helmet. Um, I believe the targeting system in the other movies is is part of that shoulder cannon, is it not? I think so, yeah. Which means that the shoulder cannon itself can do the targeting. The predator, predator doesn't even have to be looking in that direction. Right, like, And we've seen that before. We've seen the Predator like walk off and look away, and the shoulder yeah. cannon turns to a certain direction and blows something up. Here, you've got metal projectiles, and the Predator has to be facing what it wants to shoot, or else it won't work. So yeah. Yeah. Um, lower technology on a couple levels, but still really, really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, and you can also see how they might go from what they have in this movie for the Predator to what the Predator evolves to, because they also want to be the best hunters, so they will also evolve whatever didn't work this time around.
0: And also, there's some stuff in this movie that's carried on, so you know it works well for them. They're like, these items worked great. Let's keep them. Yeah. So, Naru is on to the fact there's something out there. You know, you, you mentioned the footprints. She's found like a the snake, like skinned alive. There's oh yeah, some weird yeah. stuff going on. So she goes out on her own after it. She doesn't even know what it is, but she wants to prove herself yeah. so bad. She goes. out. Yeah. She upgrades her axe. She makes a rope for it out of plant fibers. Uh, so cool! I love when Come characters on. level up in movies. Yeah, it's so fun. Like, they even took the time to show her practicing a bit and getting better at it. Yeah. And then they quickly pay it off as she gets caught in a mud pit and she uses the axe to pull herself out. Great. This felt so much like a video game to me. Yeah. Like, needing to upgrade something on your character before you can cross the mud pit. Like, don't try to go there because you're going to go in the mud pit and you're going to fall and you're going to die. But if you can get this upgrade, hey, then you can get past that point. Really, really cool. Um, I definitely, you know, considered how cool of a video video game character she would be in this movie. Yeah. Just, yeah. man, her skills and her tool and her dog. Uh, this, you know, not only could this have been a great video game, but she could just be a really cool video game character.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you said dog, dog needs to be there. Uh that dog is amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I love this part because she's chasing rabbits and she's they're they're like running in different directions directions. So she's throwing her axe and then has to run and get it and try to hit the other one and run and get it. So that's where she thinks, Okay, I'll have a rope. I throw it and bring it back to me right away so that I can throw again immediately if I've missed. And uh yeah, I, I love weapons on ropes. Uh we, we talk yeah, about we this love a lot. That. Like Any sort of weapon on a rope. I've never thought of like hatchet on the end of a rope. It's awesome, and uh, she's so she's just so good with it that it creates this really exciting action. Like even when she's throwing it into just the the logs, just to like practice, it's like really exciting. Her whipping it back to herself, whipping it forward. Uh, Yeah, I just think it was such a smart it's such a smart upgrade here too, just to make it even more exciting.
0: Even going as far as her using like the fibers from from a plant. Yeah. Uh, instead of a rope, because a rope wouldn't have any give. But I feel like yeah, true. the yeah. plant, it, it has like a little bit of elasticity to it. So she's yeah. able to like throw it into the tree and then pull back on her, her string. And it takes a little bit of pulling before the axe comes out. But then when it does, it has more momentum because you're using yeah. that elasticity. So uh, yeah, I think totally. even that worked really well. Yeah. So, Naru has an encounter with a bear, and it's about to eat her when the predator shows up and hulks out on this bear.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> this was, a
0: like, a great brute force fight between uh, the predator and the bear. Yeah. Uh, a great shot of the predator after it basically one-punched the bear dead. Yeah. Like... The bear, it was a pretty good fight until the predator yeah. decided to punch it hard in the face.
1: And then yeah, the bear, the bear, was bear was thought done. it won at one point. The bear was like walking away, roared. It was like, I did it. I win.
0: It lifts the bear up over its head and the blood from the bear just starts pouring all over it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's no longer camouflaged. It's just a, like a figure of blood.
1: Covered in blood. That
0: yeah. was such a good visual. Yeah. I like that. And
1: Naru's just down there, like, watching what's happening. Yeah. This Watching this figure be covered in blood that is holding up this bear. It's, yeah, it, it would be very scary. Yeah. And before that, she's watching a hologram, like, <laughs> yeah. fight a bear. Fight a bear.
0: So she's obviously very scared, as anyone would be. She yes. takes off down yes. the rapids and is found by some of her tribe mates who were sent to bring her home. She tells them about this creature. They don't believe her and we get a really neat shot where the camera just goes to the trees in the forest and we can hear the predator's noises but also like at this point i think i noticed for the first time the predator's noises just sound like the bending and cracking of trees in the wind oh yeah um huh. i've never noticed that before and i wonder if maybe they adapted that sound as an audio form of camouflage, yeah, I like that. I know they I don't like that always. Because sometimes, sorry, I know I know they don't always go to like the forest or jungle, but often they do. It's kind of yeah. like the the odd time out that they'll go to the city for some reason, but they're usually yeah. in the forest or trees.
1: I like it a lot because I was uh, when I was watching it. Sometimes I was like, "Oh, there's a predator. That's the predator's sound." but no one else in the movie would be reacting to it. They just knew that they heard something in, in the forest, but didn't necessarily think like, that's not a sound I've ever heard before. You know, it's just more like, oh, someone's walking in the trees. Even sometimes when Naru was just walking and we didn't know, uh, you know, didn't know it was her, it sounded to me like it was a predator. And then it oh, it's just her walking in the trees. So I, I like that. I like that the sounds are very similar and that maybe, yeah, it adapted that sound in order to camouflage even more. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: Pretty fun fight here as the Pred comes down from the trees um, upon, you know, Naru and uh, the the men of her tribe. And they get into it. They're doing some pretty decent damage to it. But this feral Pred is exceptionally durable. Uh, It was a very impressive specimen of Predator. Um, Yeah. Basically, just ends up killing a lot of them, even though they get some shots in.
1: Yeah, they do. They do a good job getting good, like bow shots in, spear stabs yeah. in. There's, there's a lot of blood happening coming from the predator. Um, but in the end, it is uh, definitely dominant. It's killing them in very dominant ways. It doesn't
0: seem to care that it if it takes any blows. It's just, it's like no. okay, that's okay. But now I'll just cut your arm off. And now yeah, you, I'm going to just stab you through the chest with this spear. But It just makes it more angry to get right, shot. Right, right. Another nice kind of step in the progression, though, because the last thing that it fought was a bear, and now it's fighting man with rudimentary weapons. It's a, it's yeah. It really is the very next step up in that yeah. region, you know? Yeah. So Naru runs off. And ends up getting caught in a bear trap. And the pred follows, finds her, but lets her go. Because there's no honor in killing something that's trapped. So I liked that. I like that's another that's another predator narrative that they've continued on with. Like there's, you know, they want they want to have an honorable battle. Yep. Then some French voyagers find her in the trap this was another pleasant twist for me because I wasn't expecting another group of humans in this movie. I was only expecting the Comanche. So when these French voyagers showed up, I got pretty excited to be honest with you.
1: I got very excited. Um, my horror brain was like, oh, great, more body count coming up. Yeah, like, this is, you, you just <laughs> know when you watch horror movies, when you watch slasher movies, that when they introduce a new group of people, it's like, oh, they're introducing this group of people because I like whoever's left now. So they're introducing this group of people so they can die. So I was very excited that we were going to get some good action coming up. And I, boy, was I right.
0: Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. This is a big <laughs> group of French Voyagers.
1: None of them live. <laughs> They will all die. None of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, it's great.
1: In spectacular fashion. Oh, man.
0: Some of the best fashion. Yeah. High fashion.
1: <laughs> it's high fashion, these deaths. Wait, what?
0: I don't know. The Voyagers <laughs> know about the Predator. This was neat. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... I Wasn't it,
1: expecting that either. No,
0: it 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 elevates them above the Comanche... Um, right. At least in that regard. Yeah. Right. Now they've also captured Tabe. So they have both Tabe and Naru and they yeah. tie them to a tree in the forest to use as bait. The forest looked awesome. It's so foggy. It's all burnt. They burnt the forest down. Oh yeah. They burnt it. It's not fog. That's right. It's ash. It's yeah. Ash. They burnt There's the forest. ash yeah. everywhere. Now, I'm yeah. guessing they burnt it down trying to flush out the Predator. Yeah, I think you're right. And it just looked so great to see that burnt yeah. forest with ash floating everywhere. It's nighttime, nice blue light, ash floating. Very cool. Yeah. The um the, the French are watching the trap that they've set up at a great moment where the Predator just strolls up from behind And starts ambushing the men who are, like, watching the trap (laughs) waiting to catch the predator. (laughs) Great. He murders a bunch of them,
1: like, on his way
0: (laughs) to to the trap that's supposed to catch him. Yeah. These fucking idiots. (laughs) They're so stupid. It was so funny. Uh, So a bunch of them now, like, come to fight the predator. They get the predator to step into a bear trap which really pissed it off. So mad. <laughs> that pushes the Pred into using its net on one of the guys. Yeah. Oh, man. The net was cool. This net was so good. Um, yeah. It's like in a canister, like a circular yep. canister. Yeah. It shoots the canister out, and the canister releases a net that like grabs onto a guy and then the canister is pulling the net back into the canister. Yeah. But we know what those nets do. They're like razor sharp wire, and so it's going to cut gonna through, cut you. through yeah. you. So as the net engulfs this person and then starts getting pulled back into the canister, it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it just shredded this body into I don't know, hundreds of pieces and yep. then the net just neatly like wound itself back up into the canister. <laughs> And that that was it. It took like five seconds for that all to go down. And that French guy is now, he was shredded on the ground. Yeah. It was
1: really cool. And you're just trying to you're just watching it, trying to understand what's going on. Like as it's happening, he's being shredded and you're like, wait, that's going back into the, and then it's just like the canisters top like goes down and it's all neat and clean now. And the predator can come over and pick that back up.
0: That's a good point. That's one thing that they did a good job of was not really explaining how the weapons are working because it all goes down really fast and you're just left, you know, either rewinding or trying to think, what did that just do? But Really, really fun stuff. I will shout out to, you know, the, the movie makers. The weapons need to fit on its body and usually on its arms. Right. So everything they made, they made with that in mind. So so yeah. nothing seems unreasonable, right? Everything yeah. fits. Everything's small. Um, Lots of things will enlarge to a bigger size. But... Yeah. Like they need to fit on the predator.
1: Yeah, very manageable to carry all that around. And it just like it it didn't uh it wasn't like, oh wow, like that really you were carrying that around the whole time. Uh it was it, it just was, yeah, understandable.
0: Right, right. Um, like it's got a shield.
1: Yeah. But the shield looks very, very
0: thin. Yeah. It for also sure. transforms out of the forearm. It expands, yeah. It's very well created, and they did that on purpose. They they wanted everything yep. to fit,
1: and it looks awesome. That shield looks so oh, awesome. I love. love I love whenever it brings out that shield and is blocking bullets and doing whatever with it. It's it's so great.
0: I was wondering why don't they have the shield anymore? Because yeah. the shield's so cool. Well, yeah. they just adapted that into body armor. That's why they don't have For the sure. shield anymore. Yeah, they have they armor yeah. their body.
1: Well, and. I mean, at a point, and we'll we'll get to it, but a point in this at movie, point, it didn't work as well. It didn't work as well.
0: <laughs> the predator has like this sharp metal rod that oh, it yeah. uses to cut its leg yeah. free from the bear trap. This was really cool. It was bendable. You could it like it was like a straight metal rod. It looked sharp and pointy and jagged. But it could curl in, like you could ma- manipulate the way yeah. that it turns. You could like turn it into a disc, or you could make it straight. That was a neat, a neat like kind of like
1: a whip. It was kind of like a it, it could like you could whip action it or something. Right? Yeah, but it was really weird. Small but like, it, like a hand knife. Yeah, it's small, but it wrapped itself like around the trap he was in and then broke it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really neat.
0: He also wrapped that around someone's leg later, and it, <laughs> yeah. it took the guy's leg clean off.
1: Who? <laughs> Who?
0: A uh, great kill here. Once the pred gets out of the bear trap, it picks up another bear trap and throws it onto oh. a guy's face. Amazing! This happens so quick. If you blink, you'll miss it. Yeah. But if you see, if you see it, it's so good. <laughs> bear trap. Yeah. Because
1: the, the pred almost also did something like really sick to get it into like throwing position. It like tossed it in the air or something, or tossed it against a tree. Tossed it, like, it somehow, up
0: and then kind of yeah. like caught it again. To get momentum to then toss it.
1: It was so cool. I was like, wait, what's it doing with that? Oh, bear trap to the face. So the Pred is basically
0: walking from Voyager to Voyager, violently killing every single one of them. It grabs a guy by the throat, pins him to a tree, and then releases the shield, which cuts the guy's head off, (laughs) And cuts the tree clean in half. Yes. Wow. Great kill. The pred is then leaping from tree to tree. Looks like maybe it's trying to get away, but nope. It's just dropping small packages for the men. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Those are beeping packages, and the beeping gets faster and faster. And as the beeping gets faster and faster, the French guy's start to crouch in closer and closer. Like, what what (laughs) is What's that? Why is it that? What is going on? What's beeping? The camera pulls way back to show us this one. Yes. And I don't even know what happens, but we see blasts of red electricity shooting through the forest and basically leveling like a large area of land. Uh, I would just say this would would be his maximum damage weapon is what I'm guessing (laughs) here. When you need to wipe out like 40 guys at one time, this is what you use. And cool shot where as soon as that goes off, we see Naru walking towards the camera with that in the background because her and Tabe in like all this carnage have been able to escape. It's really nice uh, editing there.
1: Yeah, it just, like where you said that the, you know, the group of Frenchmen um, had a one-up because they knew about the Predator. This moment it switches back because Naru's like, the Predator doesn't care about bait. It it didn't attack me when I was in the bear trap, so we're going to be fine and safe here. And that's what happens. The Predator comes in, wipes out all of the Frenchmen, and Naru's just walking away because the Predator didn't want bait.
0: Yeah, she's very smart.
1: Yeah. So Tabe goes to get horses,
0: and Naru goes to the Voyager camp, which is close by. So this didn't go down at their camp. They set up the bait, the trap, kind of, you know, a little bit further away. She gets there. She kills a few guys. She frees her dog, and she helps a guy whose leg was cut off. And in return, that guy shows her how to shoot their guns. Right, yeah. The Pred catches up and is about to kill Naru when Tabe rides into camp on a horse and smashes the Pred's helmet off. And we see some of the bone from the helmet break away. So we haven't really talked about the the, the helmet, the face mask. Yeah, very cool. It's, It's made of bone. Yeah. And we see that this is actually bone... That's placed onto technology. It's not just wearing a bone mask, which I thought was, you know, you do see the lasers, you know, the three dot laser coming through, but for the most part, I just thought this was like a bone skull covering the the pred's face, right, but right. It's just bone on top of technology, and there's other parts on its body as well. like the forearms have bone covering technology. They're using the bone as armor to protect yeah. their technology. Uh, so I thought that was a really cool kind of reveal that, wait, wait a second. This guy is way more technologically advanced than maybe he visually looks like. Well, when he's not camouflaged, of course.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I like sort of the, the parallel that the, the Comanche hunters, they put sort of blood on their face when they kill something. And this predator is also walking around with bones of things that it's killed before. So that's, that's pretty neat.
0: Now cool fight here with tabe fighting the pred on horseback and really doing some damage. the the pred needed to camouflage and take a quick breather
1: he, for he just, sure
0: yeah it was getting lit up it was getting it was getting beat it was getting beaten in
1: this fight for sure
0: uh Tabe basically gives himself up here though to the predator so that Naru can escape. Yeah. And the Pred, you know, takes his moment to, you know, kill Tabe. Claws him. Does, does the claw, the claw into the stomach the and claw lift up the into, the, into yeah. the air that the Preds love so much.
1: I think Tabe knew that it was right behind him. Um, so he kind of was like, get out of here. Uh, it's It's after me right now.
0: Yeah. I really appreciate the horse action here. Because Comanches were very capable with horses. They were like the most well-known for utilizing horses. I think showing them hunting that lion earlier on foot was a bit of a miss. I feel like they would have been out on horses. I would have liked to have seen that instead of them on foot. I also would have liked more horse action, to be honest with you. I think they... You know that's another bit of a miss. They could have had some really, really cool scenes with the with the Comanche. You know, fifteen of them riding in a field, fighting a pred on horseback would have been an amazing visual to see. I uh, don't know why they didn't really go that route, but I, I think yeah. I think that aspect of the movie could have been improved upon.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point because this scene is really good. That does include the horse. Um, So yeah, that would that would have been great.
0: Yeah, just take take this scene. That was so great because yeah. it's more maneuverability for the character, right? Yeah. Well, now yeah. have, you know, multiple men fighting the Pred and now have them on horseback where they can move faster and can get around better. Oh, man, I just... When I think about what could have been in that aspect of the movie, I get a bit... Sad. <laughs> Just I wish I <laughs> I wish they could have yeah. done something because it could have been so cool. Yeah. Naru finds the one last Voyager who's alive. He escaped. She takes him hostage and uses him as bait to pull out the predator.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Great nice. turn
0: of events because this guy yeah. previously had her in a cage. Yeah. And uh little so payback, payback time. Yep. Now, Naru has also, throughout the movie, learned that a flower she's been using as medicine, it helps cool the blood. And she's been using it to help people who have been injured. She learns it actually makes the person invisible to the predator's sensors. So I liked this. This was neat. There's a moment earlier in the movie where, you know, we talked about it. She gets stuck in that mud pit. And uses her axe to pull herself out. And she's covered in mud. And I'm 100% expecting the predator to show up. And not see her because she's in mud. And for her to pick up on that. And that to now be a thing in the movie. That didn't happen. She gets covered in mud. She immediately washes herself off. Nobody says anything about it ever again. And I thought, oh, what a miss. And they were saving it for this. Because she's using a certain flower that makes you invisible to the pred.
1: I love when I feel like I'm a step ahead of the movie and the movie's ahead, a step <laughs> yeah, ahead right, of me. Totally. I love that. Um, yeah, because that's exactly what I was thinking. In that mud, I was like, okay, that's coming back. That's coming back for the either this scene or it's coming back for the final scene. And uh, she's going to be in that mud. Nope, uh, there's a different... She's got she's to gotta figure it out a different way.
0: Yeah, so when the Pred shows up, it can't see her. She's got this handgun that the guy taught her to use, the French guy taught her to use. And she shoots it point blank in the head. Yeah. Now this gun, this was like the big, you know, thing that people were like, wow, wow, that's really cool. Wow. This is the gun from Predator 2 that the Preds give to Danny Glover at the end. Yeah. So that that is a neat tie-in. Yeah. You know, we talked about it in our Predator 2 episode. This is... It goes back to a short comic strip. Well, it's it's not a strip, but it's like a, it's only like a, twelve page comic. I'm not sure right. where yeah, it yeah. existed. It must have existed yeah. in some sort of like anthology book, but yeah. it's very short. It's only you know twelve pages or so, and it tells the story of how the predator got this gun. So this is kind of, you know, retconning it in a way. I don't know which yeah. is canon or not, but. Um, it was cool to see. It was cool that they tied that in together.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it a lot um, because it's a different way than I thought that gun might have come about, you know, in, in Predator 2. Um, so I, I like this. I, I wasn't really I wasn't expecting there to be some sort of tie, and so I thought it was cool. I like these little things, these little uh, tie ins to the franchise.
0: Yeah, I thought the comic was a bit tighter because it's a situation where the Pred and the, the guy need to work together for, for a greater okay, cause. Yeah. Almost like AVP. Yeah. And the human ends up dying, but giving the Pred that handgun. And right. the Pred actually gives a spear
1: yeah, okay. to the dead body,
0: yeah. which yeah. is interesting because that's leaving, you know, Pred technology back in the 1700s. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept, but... Yeah. So the predator was wearing its helmet again. It, you know, picked it up after Tabby knocked it off, put it back on, but now it's knocked off again because Naru just shot it in the back of the head. But this time she takes it. She's like, I could use this. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> she could definitely use that.
0: <laughs> now, <laughs> I love the setting here because it's nighttime again, There's a nice blue light happening, and it's snowing. Oh. At first, I thought it was- Was it the ash? No, at first, I thought it was ash, but it's not. It's snowing here now. Cool, cool, yeah. Man, it's so cool. Naru jumps out of a tree on the Pred's back and stabs it repeatedly. This is her same plan that she was going to do on the mountain lion. Right, yeah. Because Tabe, even though it didn't work, Tabe said it just about worked. You yeah. Know, uh, so she, she does it again here, and it works on the Pred. I
1: yeah. like
0: that. The Pred gets her off, then punches at her, but misses, and its claw gets stuck in a tree. Naru grabs the Pred's spear and attempts to hit it. The Pred puts up its shield to block the spear, but the momentum of the spear hitting the shield drives the shield into its stuck arm and cuts its arm off. Cuts its own arm off. (laughs) The predator looked at its arm in the tree and then looked over at Naru, (laughs) and I just found such humor in this moment. Yeah. And I don't know why. I I don't know. I think it just must be like the disbelief in the predator's mind (laughs) Of what just occurred.
1: And and this is what you're talking
0: about. Like, sorry, I'll let you talk, say say what you want in a second, but this is what you're talking about before. We're like, this technology didn't work out so well because this claw punched into the tree and got stuck. And then the shield is so sharp, it didn't take much for it to get redirected into the stuck arm and cut the arm off.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's just the, yeah, the disbelief that the Predator has, and also sort of just like the inconvenience that I just maybe project onto its face, <laughs> where it's just like, oh, ah, yeah. come on. Basically, <laughs> you know, It's like, yeah. there's no, it's, it's not pain. It's not like screaming in pain or anything. It just kind of looks at its arm that's stuck in the tree. and looks at Na- Naru and is just like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, what?
0: It, it oh, was something great. It was a slow turn, <laughs> yeah. too. It wasn't like it was so good. It wasn't like a savage. Like if you cut the arm off a bear, yeah. it might freak out and like jump on you. And yeah. this was a slow turn. Like, are you serious?
1: Are you that fucking just kidding happen? me right now? I'm now without an arm. Yeah, I have to do this one arm down right. now. Come on! Not
0: even that. Like, not even that. I have to kill you with only one arm. <laughs> but like, once I kill you, I have to go back I with st- only one arm. Uh, how am I going to explain have this? Arm. To my pred friends, this is really <laughs> embarrassing, this and I don't like it. <laughs> what did you think of this final battle, though, Dean?
1: Oh, I I love it. I I loved this final battle. Um, I thought it was a really cool setting. Uh, just the darkness. Um, but like just kind of low lit, I guess the low lit setting. Um, great action. Just awesome. Um awesome hand-to-hand combat action. Like, this is where I'm really like, you know, Naru's good. You know that she's very capable of this kind of action in the movie, but this is where you really get sort of the hand-to-hand, jumping on the the Predator, fighting, holding her own. Um, it, yeah, it's for me, it's just like, it's a badass fight right at the end here.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's some cool stuff. The Pred gets her pinned down and is going to use its shield to cut oh, her yeah. head off. And she quickly kind of scooches towards some rocks and the shield hits the rocks and that blocks them for a moment but that shield is cutting through the rocks really neat moment that it would just be able the predator would have so much strength
1: that it could just push through the rock like that yeah the best part is how she gets out of that she grabs its tooth one of its tusks rips it off and stabs it with it something i haven't seen like something just rip that tusk right off, stab the predator with it in the arm. I believe the other arm and uh, the one with the shield. And then that uh, gives her enough time to run out. I, I thought that was uh, like excellent, excellent use of uh, its own tooth.
0: Yeah, definitely. Naru's able to wrap her axes rope around the pred's neck and she's able to pull it over into the mud pit where it sinks. And I don't think anybody thought it was dead here. But I do like that it just easily comes out. It looks like it's just floating out.
1: Yeah, There's something
0: that she got stuck in before and was about to get killed. For sure. In. Yeah. The pred has no problem getting out of. Just I like it. Makes sense.
1: It's just like standing up. It just like yeah. it just seems like it's just standing up, and it's all perfectly fine. It I'm actually second. watching it and being like, "How? How are you getting out of that so easily? Just obviously very, very strong,
0: or just technology, like something on it, or technology, it not yeah, to be yeah. trapped by that, yeah." Then, Naru was able to kill it by utilizing the helmet she took from it. So, when the helmet was knocked off the first time by Tabe, she noticed that the projectiles would fire where the three lasers were pointing. So, she set up this trap where she lured the Pred to a spot and coaxed it into shooting at her. But she had the helmet set up to be pointing at the pred, so I I like this. I like that she outsmarted it. But this is pretty exact placement for this to work. Yep. You have to get the pred in the mud. You have to expect the pred's going to survive the mud. You have to expect the pred's going to come out of the mud and then shoot you with the projectiles instead of doing anything else. So. It's okay. I liked it. But at the same time, it was a little bit, a little bit specific.
1: Yeah. I don't know how big that mud pit is. Maybe it is just as big as a person. And then you just have to get it in the mud pit. Um, I don't, I think it's like a backup plan. I think she's hoping the mud pit kills it. Um, but yeah, I, I I loved it. I thought it was awesome because the Pred can still shoot its, its weapons. Um, but if that if that homing device is on, it is going to follow that yeah. and go wherever that's that shooting, right? So the pred in the pred's mind, that's not on, <laughs> so no. it's going to fire straight at Naru, But it doesn't; it veers off its course and goes to where the the laser's pointing. I thought it was cool. Love that uh, she outsmarted the pred because she's been thinking and ahead of the game the entire movie. So I I really like this part.
0: Yeah, another interesting part of the movie where the pred gets outsmarted a lot.
1: It, it yeah. I
0: feel like, you know, as its weapons progress in 300 years, so do its tactics and its intelligence. Because yeah. this Pred is stepping in bear traps. It's falling for yeah, all true. these other traps, which we see the future Predators don't really fall for. They kind of are on to the idea of traps, and they're able to avoid them. Yeah. So, Naru has killed that which hunts her she brings its head back to her tribe which i just think is such a great moment because great. you know earlier we saw Tabe come <laughs> back with the head of a mountain lion and now Naru comes back with the head of nobody knows what what, <laughs> what, what is the this fuck thing? is that that was yeah. hunting us <laughs> what holy is it holy shit <laughs>
1: Like, look, hey, hey, everybody, look what, I, look what I got. Look what I got. She walks up and she's basically like, we need to move. Yeah, we have to move.
0: <laughs> we have to move. Well, I like that. Why she said we have to move, though, because it's, yeah. it's because of the French. It's not because of the predator.
1: Yeah, yeah, true.
0: Uh, and she's also like, I've got this handgun. We have guns, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. I don't know if she actually brought the gun back, but she should have. I think she did. Naru's face paint, which used to be black, is now all green with pred blood. Yeah, it's, like, glowing. Yeah, her face is glowing. Awesome. She looked awesome before. She looks better now. Yeah. And the end.
1: Yeah. And I really like... It's really small part, but there's like a little girl that's watching her come up and the little girl's just like looking at her in admiration and it's like, okay, now this little girl's gonna grow up and want to be a hunter too. You know, nice. she's she's also sort of maybe breaking these these roles um because she's now the uh you know the, the war hero. It's great.
0: Yeah she's breaking the cycle. I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. They add some
0: other cool throwbacks to the original. They mentioned yep. if it bleeds we can kill it. Yep. At her helmet trap, Naru is saying, Come on, do it, do it.
1: Which right, was what Arnie yeah. was
0: saying when he was doing his trap. But at that yeah. point, that's when the Predator backed off and didn't yeah. fall for the trap. So I like that she's I saying like it. do it, do it, and the trap worked. Yeah. I also love how much this movie contrasts from the original. So yeah. I mentioned uh, you know, these movies contrasting before. They do a lot of great things in this movie to keep it part of the franchise. There are a lot of specific Predator things that make this feel just like another entry, which is great. But they contrasted so heavily to the first movie. And I'm just going to list a few examples here. Start with the names. Predator and Prey, right? Right. The main, sure. the main characters, a giant, powerful man and a small woman. The supporting characters, an elite special forces team with the best weapons available and a Comanche tribe who have to build everything they have. The characters' abilities. Arnie starts out with all the weapons. He's got everything. He's got the best stuff. He's forced into being resourceful And creating weapons and traps. And who he is, is slowly stripped away from him. Naru starts out by creating weapons, then works her way up to using more advanced weapons and technology in the form of guns and even the Predator's weaponry. And she slowly grows into a warrior. Arnie, a proven soldier, is looked up to by his peers No one thinks Naru's place is as a warrior. Arnie's arc ends with him getting his pride beaten out of him, where Naru ends up with what she was looking for, which was to be recognized as a warrior. So I think they made a real bold choice in this movie to go the route they did, which is to contrast the first movie completely. Well, not completely mm-hmm. like the, the predator is yeah. consistent, but to contrast the main characters completely. And I find it interesting to decide to be so polar opposite, but then have it work so well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Th- yeah. This
0: is something that I think more franchises need to do. They need to take a chance. They need to not oh, yeah. try to follow the same formula of like, let's just try to redo this exact same thing and let's change the location or change a small idea this movie took a huge swing they said we're going to sh- we're going to shift so many things about the original let's try to make it work and they were smart enough to make it work they took the chance i applaud them i think this is a great entry into the franchise and i i really I really hope they do more like this. I think this opened up the opportunity for Predator to go into a new interesting direction. I hope they follow mm-hmm. it. Like I I feel like this should be like the gate to that. Uh I hope they don't screw it up.
1: Yeah, same. Um where other movies they've tried different sort of Uh, What about here? What about the Predator here? What about the Predator over here? But the characters are kind of similar. The characters are very similar throughout those movies. There's still these, you know, big tough guys who are the top of the top of the class. I like this switch and I like that we grew with the character along the way, which for me made the ending feel like a bigger payoff, you know, because we've grown with the character. Uh, we, We met all these characters early on in the movie before we saw a Predator and sort of got to got to love them right away. And then once the Predators dropped in, you just like the excitement starts. So I think it was just built so well. Um, I like all those points you brought up, how it contrasts the first. That's so true. It's like so different than the first, yet still a Predator movie and still completely fits within this whole universe. Um, It's a fantastic movie. I think they did an excellent job. I couldn't be happier with it. Same. All right. Well, let's get to our
0: rankings. Now, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I can go first. Okay, go ahead. Give us your rankings of all the Pred movies, including the AVP movies.
1: Okay. And
0: let's start at the bottom. So let's go number seven to number one. Dean, what do you got?
1: Number seven, AVP Requiem. Number six, The Predator. Number five, AVP. Number four, Predators. Number three, Predator 2. Number two, Predator. Number one, Prey. I love this movie. Oh, come on, Dean. Hey, don't, oh, come on me. I just rewatched Predator and Predator 2, which which were my one, two. I just rewatched them last week or two weeks ago. And I wouldn't have put them ahead of this movie But on this rewatch, on this rewatch, having them all so fresh in my mind, this is the one for me. This has the stuff I like in it the most. I
0: appreciate that, Dean. I I don't often strongly disagree with someone's rankings. You can can disagree. Because it's personal preference. But (laughs) I'm highly offended that Predator 1 is not at the top of this (laughs) list. That is, that is a masterpiece. That is a 10 out of 10. There is no flaw in that movie. And I don't yep. know if you can
1: say the same about Prey. It's a great movie, but... I did. Wow. <laughs> I did say the same about Prey. Wow. I give Prey 10 out of 10. Okay. I absolutely love it. I love Predator too. Um, you shouldn't take offense, <sighs> Tim, because I also love Predator. Love it. It's I a don't... great movie. <sighs> but on rewatch of all three, all three of the top three, this, within the last two weeks, it is the one that stood out to Ouch. me.
0: Ouch. That hurt. That one hurts. That wasn't a personal most, attack. That I know, but that's the most I've ever been hurt on this podcast by you. <laughs> You're taking my list too personal. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Okay. Uh, We matched up on a lot of them. Number seven. Yeah. Okay. AVP Requiem. Number six, The Predator. Number five, I have pred- Predators. Yeah. Okay. Number four, I have AVP. Number three, I have Prey. It's never going to get ahead of the original. And number two, I have such nostalgia for that it's never going to jump over that. So at number two, I do have Predator 2. And at number one, I have Predator, which could probably crack my top 10 movies of all time list. Awesome. Love it. All right. Uh well, I guess that's that's
1: it. We did it. We we did it. We did pray. Covered the franchise again. Again, yeah. This is we did the first. The first of coming back to a franchise. This is gonna happen next summer with the next Mad Max. We're gonna have to
0: maybe yes. maybe we don't close off that franchise with a franchise walkthrough because it's not done. Oh I like it. You know, we should just, we shouldn't do that. I like and, it, Tim. you know, consider yeah. that yet. But normally after a franchise, we do the franchise wrap-up. I don't think yeah. we should wrap up Mad Max yet. It's not time. It's still coming. It's not time. Coming next year. Yeah. yeah. Actually, isn't there another Aliens movie coming out? There is. Maybe we should never close off any franchise.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should never close off franchises ever.
0: Franchise wrap-ups are possibly mistakes. I don't know. They're fun, they though. They're mistakes. so fun They're, to they do. They are fun. They're, like, They're so fun. Yeah. They're so fun. All right. Well, everybody listening, if you'd like to help support us here at Talking Back, we would love and appreciate that. And there's some really simple ways you can do that. The easiest, just tell your friend about an episode. Tell them about us. Tell them about Talking Back. Share an episode. Get them listening. That's a great help. You could rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can leave a one-time donation at buymeacoffee.com. Or you can sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash talkingbackpodcast where you can sign up at a very measly amount of money to get uh, monthly bonus episodes. It's a great deal. There's a lot of content over there. If you sign up at the $5 level, you actually unlock everything we've placed over on Patreon. There's a ton of stuff over there, a lot of great content, so check that out. Now that this episode's over... Don't worry, just head on over to BFOPnetwork.com and check out one of the other amazing nostalgia-based podcasts in our network. We promise you'll find something you like, or Dean will pull the spine and skull out of something.
1: Oh, man. Okay, right, I don't want to do it, so you, I will do it. I'll do it if you don't find something you like, but I don't want to. He's done worse. <laughs> I did rank Prey as my top. Yeah, exactly. Movie. He did worse his, worse. his rankings were worse than that.
0: Uh, Dean, thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello! And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies...
1: And argue about where they belong on our list... And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday and
0: you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal Mm. is a
1: joke. (laughs)